Welcome back to KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew. We have a very special guest this episode. We have Marilyn Hughes, who is the founder of the Out of Body Travel Foundation. And she is a, a, an advisor. She's written over 100 books, 40 magazines, 18 CDs, and out of body travel. Just a lot of interesting information and uh, really she's a she can really add a lot to um, a lot of ways to look at your spirituality and um, really excited that she's able to be here let me turn this music down hi Marilyn hi how you doing doing great how are you I'm doing good thank you so much now you're you're in beautiful uh, New Mexico is that right I'm in Arizona. Arizona. Okay, even better. Uh-huh. I love Arizona. I travel there a lot. That's a beautiful Have place. You? Yes. Yes. The yes, Scottsdale, it's Phoenix. Very area. nice place. Beautiful place. So, uh, out of body travel. Let's start with there. Um, what is out of body travel? I mean, you're you're talking to a very very um, basic person, I guess you can say. Even my co-host is even worse. So. <laughs> Tell us kind of where you're coming from. Well, out-of-body travel is, um, you know, some people might call it a a paranormal or supernatural phenomenon wherein a person is able to have their spirit detach from the physical body Mm. and um, experience uh, reality from a very different point of view, from the spiritual point of view. And um, in the broader sense, it... um, it really expands out into uh, something that is uh, much vaster, much more expanded, um, in that it moves into interdimensional travel and what I call the purification of the soul. So you end up um, uh, literally taking the spiritual journey of a lifetime. Okay. No, so this out-of-body travel, you have, you have done this. How would you describe it? Is it a practice? Is it a experience? Well, it's really a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's primarily starts out as an experience, but what happens is, as a person starts to experience it, the experiences take on this instructional capacity, and so a soul is then um, guided. Mm-hmm in a direction um, towards uh, those things which would help them to spiritually evolve. And so it becomes part of their spiritual practice. Okay. Um, you know, like in the, uh, for instance, you know, in the history of the world, we have a tradition of mystics that, um, that literally exists within every world religion and every um, cultural world tradition, you know, including all the tribal religions of mystics that, you know, this has gone back thousands of years throughout all the ages. So this is not a new phenomenon. It's something that we've seen throughout history, mm-hmm. but it, it, it becomes a part of the spiritual practice because it, in a sense, guides the spiritual practice. So wh- how did you come about this um, out-of-body travel? Well, in um, the short version, I guess, yeah. Yeah. would be, you know, when I was nine years old, I had a 
a, a really powerful experience which kind of foreshadowed that this would be happening, but it was when I was 22, which is about 32 years ago, I had an experience, my first uh, very basic out-of-body experience, which began uh, the journey that, you know, has led to literally thousands of out-of-body experiences okay. since that time. And um, so what happens is um, it begins very basically, you know, in the physical realm, you know, what you hear about with people seeing their body or mm-hmm. walking around the room or, you know what I mean, things like that. But then it, it, it very quickly becomes something much more. People are traveling through corridors and tunnels into other dimensions. They're meeting with angelic guardians, spiritual teachers, and um, it, it, it very quickly starts becoming a method of instruction. So when, when you have this, I'm sorry. Purification. So do you say to yourself, "I'm going to go ahead and do an out of body out of body travel now," or do you, does it just come to you? Well, for myself at this point, it it pretty much comes to me when it comes to me, and for the most part, you know, I always tell people to surrender and allow God to guide the experience. But there are practices that people can undertake that. Um, you know, prepare the soul for these types of okay. things. Um, you know, I've written a lot of books. I have about 100 books that I've written about out-of-body travel. And for people who are just interested in starting out, I always recommend Come to Wisdom's Door and The Mysteries of the Redemption. And those books, along with all our others, are available at our website, which is at outofbodytravel.org. And you can download all of our books and all of our um, all of our stuff there for free as well as purchase whatever you want but you can download those books and it gets you started come to wisdom's door outlines a lot of the basic things to uh get you started mysteries of the redemption helps you to uh start mapping the way so to speak (laughs) so i I guess it, it got to my main question about this is that if i've never Either I've never had this experience, or I don't remember it. I could have had it, and I right. remembered it. Uh, and I, but I was interested. There are some things you can do to develop that skill or that that uh, awareness. Oh yes, yes. And a lot of it has to do with um, prayer and meditation. And mm-hmm. um, but there's also like um, other other processes that involve dealing with the types of fears that people have over the types of experiences that they will undergo in a lot of uh, when you experience an out-of-body uh, travel moment uh, fully consciously they're very very um, intense um, part of that is because when the spirit is separating from the physical body you your consciousness is changing from the uh, physical body to the spiritual body and the vibration of the spiritual body is higher than the physical body. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like you're entering into this very heightened vibrational state. Um, you also hear like a roaring that goes on all around you. And that, again, is the heightened of the vibration of the astral realm that you are moving into. Um, and there's just a lot of things that you will experience, like the um, you'll hear a lot of voices, which is the thoughts of humanity that you'll hear in that experience. 
So, uh, kind of a, you know, these books will lay it out because mm-hmm. there is a lot more than that. But that's just a few things, to, you well, know, to to chew on there. You know, <laughs> kind, well, kind of a. Vi- I, I know this is a very basic question, but what, what do you see as like the benefit of being able to have this um, out of body travel in your life? And it sounds like awareness. Well, you sound sound more spiritual, but what what else would you add? Well, what it is, it goes back to what I mentioned about the path of purification. Ironically, you know, many people don't realize, you know, it seems like everyone's looking for the meaning of life, mm-hmm. you know? Isn't that true? <laughs> and here is here it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you start having these experiences, they take you into the path of purification, which is what we are all here for, which is purifying the good and evil within ourselves and within the world around us. Um, So literally what it does is it immediately focuses and pinpoints our path directly and immediately towards the goal of our existence here as to why we are incarnate in this world right now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to explain that in a short answer, but people um, quickly start understanding that as they... Um, you know, begin to study some of the books, and um, and it all comes together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I think everyone goes through a time where they're maybe all the time they're thinking about what is my purpose in life, what am I here for, and this is this is a way to kind of help with that. I, I would imagine um, some of the people that you've talked to who've gone through this are a little more have a little more clarity in that question than other folks. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have so many uh, so many readers who've you know embarked upon very deep inter- internal journeys and spiritual uh, journeys, and you know um, it helps you to literally um, fine tune you know what you feel your calling is in this life, what you feel your direction should be, but it also helps us to um, be much more self aware. Um, and to engage in much more humility, to have more of a, like, a 360 view of of things. Because, you know, in the spiritual world, we're given this, what I call the energetic truth, which is uh, the truth as it is seen through the eyes of God. But then we're often also shown the different ways that people are viewing things, so we see through the eyes of others. So we have this 360 view, so we can see how um, misunderstandings and uh, disagreements arise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, then, if you understand how these things arise, then it becomes easier to then contemplate how to uh, solve them, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so- uh, and, you know, a lot of these things do go back to the idea of working out conflicts between human beings, you know, family, friends, acquaintances, work relationships, and between countries, nations, towns, and cities, you know, so Mm -hmm. we all, you know, these are the kinds of things that people are often coming to um, an incarnation in a world like ours to accomplish. It's learning how to um, live in harmony and love with one another, and to do so in an authentic way, because, um, just doing so in a way that is false, in terms of when I say false, like uh, being able to be uh, false on the on the forefront, but having these 
um, negative or hateful thoughts brewing beneath. That is not a true purification. So this is part of what is happening when a person is experiencing the out-of-body travel is that even if someone has managed to be just polite and kind on the surface, you're going to be churning up those um, those underground emotions, those underground uh, fetters, as you might call them, those things that are uh, hidden, you know, because in our world, people do carry around a lot of hidden feelings and, and, and um, things that they don't necessarily uh, bring forth. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the most common issues that we see, for instance, like when people cross over and go into the afterlife, is that people have stood still too much during their life. They have not actually taken a close enough look at um, what's outside of them, but what's also inside of them. And so, you know, we have to actually deal with the true nature of what is within us, because what is within will eventually come without. And so when, you know, we don't want to stand still. And the way that um, uh, our societies and our secular worlds operate sometimes, it puts a lot of emphasis on just how things appear, which is vanity. Yes, right. And, that, and, I mean, that, that is a huge, that, that's our society now. Exactly. And vanity, we have to remind people, is one of the seven deadly sins. It's not, it's not like just a little problem. It's one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, so vanity is a serious problem, and it comes forward in you know innumerable ways. Um, but what we have to do is we have to uproot all the seeds of that vanity. And the other the other things that we have within us, but the vanity. Just we'll just talk about that one because there's so much of this. Um, we have to uproot this uh, this idea that how things look is equally as important as how things are, right? Because it's not, right? And so once we cross over, how things are is immediately how things look. So, Interesting. So our soul literally becomes that which is within. Does now, that make sense? Absolutely. And and just for our listeners, you, you and I have never met, but it sounds like you're describing me. So I need to learn this. <laughs> so you're de- I'm describing all of us, right. including myself. Right. <laughs> you know? So let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Uh, what was it in this when you you've gone through the out-of-body travel that said that clicked in your mind i got to teach other people this what was the experience that you had that you said i got to teach this to other people well you know it's interesting you bring that up um thank you i literally had so many experiences where i was literally instructed that i must do that you know okay i remember early on i had many throughout the years i've talked about some of them in some of my um uh, interviews, but I'll talk about one I haven't talked about since I've talked about some others and others, and that way we'll make it more interesting. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, early on, and this was an interesting one because it was early on, and so it came more surprising to me. I had one where I I was in the out-of-body experience, and I was taken into a white room, a beautiful, pure white room, 
and there was a very, very, very old man, you know, the long white beard, the long white hair, the white robe, and he was sitting in a single chair in this room, and I walk in the room because I've, I've been led there by one of my guardian angels, and he just looks at me very quietly and says, and you will be my teacher. Wow. And I'm just kind of look at him, uh-huh, sure, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I, and I kind of, he could tell I didn't know what he was talking about. And he said, and you will be my teacher. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean? And then he went on this um, explaining thing that I would teach. Um, and he wasn't talking about me teaching him. He was talking about me teaching um, other, us. You, you know, humankind, you know, earthly, earthly, whatever, other people on earth, you know, through writing. And, um, and he said it was real important that I do so. And then over the years, um, I would have other experiences uh, because you have to remember when I first started having this stuff, it didn't make as much sense as it does now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In terms sure. of like sure. why I would do that. And so even like, you know, then maybe five years later, I remember having this experience where another um, angelic guardian came and just whispered into my ear and said repeatedly, what you are doing has far greater significance than you can know. Powerful. Far greater significance, far greater significance. She just repeated far greater significance over and over again. And then, you know, I was given a lot of instruction, literally, for everything that I did. For, you know, um, all along, literally decade after decade as to how to write the books, how to get everything figured out in terms of technology. Because, you know, this goes all the way back to uh, 1987, Mm. you know, so, (laughs) you know, when the Internet came along, I had to learn all those kinds of things. (laughs) Well, what's and you you know, I think what's interesting about your story there is that you were told you be the teacher, you're the person supposed to help with this and you were like huh me that exactly but that tracks with every prophet you can read about in any any scripture well i guess i guess (laughs) it it might yeah it it does does a little bit yeah and it was literally um literally at a very early point where i was still very much being taught Mm -hmm. you know and before um you know the first book i put out was the mysteries of the redemption in well, the fir- I had two books in 1991 and 1992, and then um, I um, kind of went back into seclusion for a bit, and then the foundation was founded in 2003, and the first book in, you know, in the, the second era, I guess, would be The Mysteries of the Redemption, you know, and, um, and that literally, that period was from 1987 to 2003 was all formation. Wow. You know, so I was just deep in the spirit during that time and deep um, in the study of where, where I was being directed, guided, and I was being directed a lot, too. Ironically, you bring up the prophets. I was being directed to study the ancient sacred texts of the prophets, saints, mystic sages from throughout the world, throughout all religions, throughout time. And so I was literally just immersed in this intensive training um throughout that time and of course i'm i've been immersed continually you sure. know since then as well <laughs> so, <laughs> but, 
so we can we can find out more information at outofbodytravel.org. You even have some free books there. You have some music, some art. Oh, yeah. All some... of my books. I have 100 books on the subject. Um, mm-hmm. They're all available for free download. Uh, I do have over 15 CDs. Um, I wrote music that I heard in the out-of-body travel states, and I wrote them down and had them produced, and they are all available for free download, and also a bunch of paintings of things I've seen. We also have a course of study, which is also free to take there. Wow. And if you're interested in spiritual counseling, we do um, have spiritual counseling available if you're interested in one-on-one help. And so it's all at outofbodytravel.org. And um, you can also email me if you need guidance yeah. on where to start with uh, where you are at in your own journey. And you're Marilyn Hughes at outofbodytravel.org, right there at the top of the page, folks. So right there That's and a lot of right. free stuff to dig, <laughs> dive in and get it going. I, I, I'll be honest with you. You have so much stuff on here. Um, it, it, it'd be interesting to know where to start, but they can contact you if they have questions, right? Yes, and the place to start for most people would be Come to Wisdom's Door and the Mysteries of the Redemption. And you'll see there's about 11 different series of books there. But the first series is the How-To series, and the second series is the Mysteries of the Redemption series. And if they follow those in sequence, they can't go wrong. Because those books are written in sequence for them. Well, thank you so much for your time. I uh, really appreciate well, it, Marilyn. You're welcome. Thank this has you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.